Welcome to the Amazing Greats Podcast, where we have a unique opportunity to talk with people you know from movies, music, sports, books, or politics. It's a real and raw conversation about their life, their career, and how faith has played a role in it. No preaching or teaching, and no church experience is required. Today, join your host, a radio veteran for over 30 years from Seattle. Here's Rick Hansen. Buckle up, and here we go. I loved, I just wanted to hear that voice on our podcast. So let me tell you the little, the lead into how we connected with uh, you, Tim, and yeah. to our listeners, how we, we found out about you. In My background's radio. Uh, our podcast is hosted by old radio guys. And so one of the things about, especially in the older days of radio, it was all about the big, deep, resonant voice. And that's what made, right, you know, right. it was a real key part of being a radio guy. And so right. uh, I have a Facebook friend that I worked with in radio, a guy named Jay Philpot. He works at 92 QQ, uh, KQRS in Minneapolis. Okay. And so he posted this thing. He says, um, there's this guy that should be in radio because he's got the biggest, brassiest voice of all. And so he posted that on his Facebook page. And I took a listen to that and I said, oh, we've got to have him on our podcast. And then to find right. out that you're a great Christian dude too, uh, made this just a perfect match for our all podcast. Right. So thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. So for those who are not familiar with you, not only have they heard just a little bit of your voice so far, but also uh, it's not just a nice low voice. It's the lowest voice in all of the world. And that is uh, proven by your Guinness uh, uh, world record uh, of the lowest voice. So tell us a little bit about that. First of all, what is the lowest voice? Well, the, uh, as far as uh, Guinness goes, um, the lowest note that I recorded was uh, it's point one eight nine Hertz. Um, so, so it's about another piano below your standard, your standard piano. Uh, it's what a seven, seven octaves below the lowest note on the piano. Seriously? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, uh, musically, um, not that you would really, uh, attribute, uh, a musical note to it. Cause you couldn't really use it in music because it's just a, a vibration, right? Really slow really? Okay. vibration. Um, but it would be, if you were to look at it 
according to a piano staff, um, it'd be a G minus seven. So you're saying that your low end is lower than the human voice can hear? Yeah, the, the threshold uh, for human hearing, and that's just your average human ear, is around 20 hertz, which is not quite uh, an octave below the piano. Um, if I remember, yeah, the bottom of the piano, I think, is right around 29 hertz. Um, yeah, and then 20 hertz is right around the threshold of human hearing. Some people can hear lower than that. Um, I know I, uh, I can hear frequencies quite a bit lower than that. Well, so, and it, you know, in my, in my research, which my research could also be called stalking the, uh, <laughs> so I, I found some interviews, uh, uh, that you had done here, there and everywhere. And one of the things you said, right. which I got to question you about is you, you said somewhere along the way that, uh, at the lowest end. Yeah. You can only be heard by elephants. Is, is that, well, a, is that yeah. a joke or is that true? Well, you know, there, there are, uh, the reason I uh, pointed out elephants is because they communicate around four, five hertz. And I don't know how, uh, how it happens. Uh, part of it has to be their, um, just their, their physiological, uh, physical structure right? Just how big their chest cavities are and their lungs and their trunks and everything combined. Um, they, they communicate at such a low frequency and they can communicate over miles and miles, like 20 miles, 25 miles, something like that. Um, okay. You know, and they can hear that. I don't know if you've ever stood close to an elephant. I have uh, not. But sometimes they do this really low rumble uh and it's just you can feel it it's it's amazing huh. and actually alligators uh i don't know if alligators or crocodiles or both but they communicate much the same way uh really low frequencies and actually with alligators since they're in water <clears throat> excuse me since they're in uh in water Oh yeah. They, you can see where their, their, uh, the spines on their, their backs are sitting kind of just above the water and they start that rumble and the water just does this and it's popping yeah, yeah. all over. It's really cool. But yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a, so at one point along the way, uh, your, your record, your Guinness record was broken by some other guy, uh, for a period of time. Uh, and then yeah. you reclaimed your position. Right, so right. did you ever meet the guy? The dude that beat you out that for that period of time? No, we've we've talked on the phone. Uh, oh yeah, super nice dude, super nice guy. Uh, Roger Meniz, be... I think was his name. Oh, Roger Meniz. Okay, yeah, I thought it would yeah, be cool yeah. to get you in the same room and have a have a voice right. off. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you know? Do no, you he... happen to know how how physiologically your 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 mechanics of your voice um, yeah are different than mine, for example, to make you have such a yeah. low voice yeah actually I, I used to sing with this acapella group called rescue uh back in the day and um after a concert we uh, there was a ear nose and throat specialist that was at the concert and he's like man i gotta look at your vocal cords i said okay <laughs> nobody ever told me that before <laughs> um but we went to his office like nine ten o'clock that night like after the concert wow. he sticks a scope up my nose and down my throat and 
uh, that's gotta I can be. see my, my vocal cords on the screen in real time. It's just the weirdest thing. And, um, but he said that my vocal cords are twice as long as he's used to seeing. And the arytenoid muscles that control your vocal cords, he said there's a lot more movement to them than uh-huh. he's used to seeing, which I guess would attribute to the fact that, you know, I can control, um, uh, I have an easier time controlling those, those lower notes. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I've always just looked at it as, as something, you know, that God blessed me with and, and, uh, just using it the best I can. Absolutely. So, uh, not only do you have the, the lowest range, um, in the world, right. but you also have this wide range of octaves mm. that you can hit, which is kind of unique, right. uh, people that can hit some high notes and some low. In fact, you, uh, you, you have a 10 octave range, basically. Is that what you've? Yeah, that that's what's, uh, what's on record with Guinness. Um, actually the last time I broke, uh, my record, um, I just extended the low end part of part of the record. Um, and I didn't do the full, the full range. So it was actually prior to that, that I got the, the 10 octave record, but I extended my low range by a couple octaves, um, for that record. So that would put it at 12, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, impo- impossible to use, uh, that much of it. Um, you know, the full spectrum sure. in, in music, you know, in, in performance or whatever. But just but, to, just for uh, the sake of um, comparison, Mariah right. Carey has a five octave range. Mm. Uh, and also David Lee Roth, who, you know, rock right. and roll singer also yeah, has yeah. about a five octave range. So you're, yeah. you're basically double people that were, you know, familiar with hearing on the radio or whatever, right? Right, right. Well, yeah. And, and the, the difference, though, is like with Mariah Carey. Um, yeah, she's got a phenomenal range. But the thing that's crazy about her range is that I think that she can, because so much of it is on the high end of the spectrum, um, she can, you know, feasibly use her entire vocal range you. in a performance. Whereas, like with me, um, you know, that's diminished greatly because half of what I do is, is, you know, awesome low hearing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, so your, your musical career, the other thing that's kind of amazing to me is not only do you have this beautiful, resonant, deep voice, not only do you have this wide octave range, but also you can carry a tune. <laughs> I mean, you're a, a uh, good, uh, singer as well on top of all that in fact you've got quite a resume of um of singing with acapella groups um one of the things you did for was it years you were at in in branson as i was a performer tell me a little bit about your experience there it was it was a great time in branson i was there a couple different times uh the first time i was with a show called 50s at the hop 50s and 60s rock and roll show so we um Actually, because I love acapella, um, we actually got to do some acapella numbers in the show, uh, 50s doo-wop, you know, um, yeah. which I loved. And uh, they let me utilize uh, what I do best, uh, just, you know, the low stuff and, and just singing bass, really. Um, 
so they they were uh, really great in terms of me getting to do what I do, you know, and letting me do that on a regular basis. I was with them for about four and a half years, and then we then I got with Rescue out of Portland, Oregon, uh, Christian Acapella Group there, and um, uh, and then. I was with them for about two and a half years, I think, and then actually went back to Branson, was with the 50s at the Hop for one more year, and then got with a show called Pierce Arrow. Um, and they're, they're more uh, country, uh, country rock, um, uh, and then they do a lot of gospel stuff and like Southern gospel. And, and uh, I was with them for, um, what, about eight, eight and a half years, somewhere around there. And wow, wow, wow. Moving moving out this way to uh yeah. northern Idaho. Yeah. So 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 we got uh we got hip hop or not hip hop. We got uh <laughs> we haven't done hip hop yet, but maybe that's right, next, right. right? Who knows? Right. Uh no, you did the 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 oldie show, you did a little country, yeah. um, and you did some Christian a cappella, and right. again, the broad range of Tim Storms is you've done a classical piece as well. Yeah, uh, with Paul yeah. Neeler, who wrote a classical right. piece that that the range needed to go as low as an E. Right. And so it was difficult for them to find someone that could sing an E. So they held a contest. Tell us about right. that. Yeah, so Decca Records, uh, along with Paul Neeler, um, held this uh, worldwide uh, search, talent search, I guess you could say for a bass singer that could sing this, this, uh, E, uh, but be able to sing it well, uh, because Paul Mueller had this, this, uh, composition that, that he wrote, um, uh, uh, trying to remember the name of it. De Profundus is what it was. Um, and so it, it required that, that low E and, you know, I've heard about it and I thought, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll submit it. Uh, I'm sure there's a Russian basal profundo out there that can sing it just as good or better than I can. Right. Um, the Russian basal profundos are so amazing at projection, their technique that they use and they just projecting those low notes. Um, but, uh, so I submitted it and, you know, I just got on my laptop and stood in front of the video monitor on that and, sang down to that E and then took it down a couple octaves just to show them that, you know, I had, you know, more range than that and didn't hear from them, didn't hear from them. And, and, uh, so then I found the phone number and gave them a call and, and they said, Oh yeah, you're still in the running. Um, and then it was maybe a day or two later that I found out that they chose me for it, uh, which I was incredibly humbled by that because I know there's Russian bases out there lots of bases out there that can do that note, you know? Um, and even when I went to do the recording, uh, my voice was shot <laughs> just like it is now. Serious. And yeah. 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 And it was, uh, um, my first experience at singing with recording with a choir like that. And, you know, I'm standing, uh, eight, 10 inches away from the microphones and, you know, I'm having to project there and project over uh, a 40 person choir. Yeah. And yeah. They are, they were a wall of sound. The St. Petersburg Chamber Choir is amazing. The first time I heard them, 
oh my goodness. They're, I get chills just thinking about it. They're so good. So Decca put out an album ultimately that was called Tranquility. Yeah, and exactly. you had that song that you're talking about. Plus there was another right. couple that you're involved in there too as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to learn some songs in Russian, uh, which was <laughs> really, <laughs> Wait really a challenging. We got rock and roll, we got country, we got classical, <laughs> and now we're singing in Russian. <laughs> right, right. What a guy. What a guy. This is crazy. <laughs> I, it's, I, I love the challenge of, of singing in other languages. I, I actually uh, am, doing, am doing some work with uh, East West Collective. Um, a buddy of mine lives in Beijing, and we've uh, been doing a lot of uh, acapella uh, arrangements in Chinese, in Mandarin Chinese. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. yeah so doing a lot of work with that too but yeah it's, it's a blast singing in in uh, other languages so your your acapella career kind of took you um in far off lands around the world you toured yeah, yeah. was that a christian group or was it um not a christian group that you that you uh traveled to multiple countries around the world yeah yeah so the the first uh group that i toured with around the world was with the group acapella and acapella vocal band, the vocal union. Um, I was with the acapella company for about a year, a uh, very short time, but I grew up listening to them and they're a huge, huge part of, of my inspiration growing up as mm. far as learning, learning how to sing. And they always had great bass singers, um, Rodney Britt, Wes McKenzie. Um, I always looked up to them, uh, you know, learning from them. And, um, uh, yeah. And so, now you're uh, singing and now you're singing with the group. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, with them. must've been, uh, an amazing experience to transition from a fan to an actual oh, yeah. performer. Yeah. Yep. It was my lifelong dream to, to sing with them and, and, uh, um, you know, well, I, bet, just through, I bet God had something to do with that one. He had everything to do with that. He had everything to do with that because I know, I didn't do a lot other than sing here or there. Uh, you know, go. I went to a music seminar that acapella put on a couple of years. Um, you know, I I went to church camp <clears throat> with uh, the founder's nephew. That had a lot to okay. do with it. Breeshin, uh. Breeshin, and I, uh, good buddies at church camp, and in fact, he's the first person I ever uh, sang with in front of a group of people. It was Breeshin huh. and this other kid uh, named uh, Chris and then myself. And it was a trio. And the other kid didn't really know how to sing harmony. So he sang with Breeshin. So it was really a, 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 a lead and a bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that was kind of the catalyst that, that really catapulted me forward into uh, just the love of, of acapella and singing for people and, and, uh, you know, blessing people with the word, uh, through music. Where along your, um, your journey here, did you, uh, come to know Jesus? Where'd you, where'd you find wow. your faith at what point? I was, well, I grew up in the church, uh, okay. ever since I was a baby. Um, so I grew up knowing of, god knowing jesus knowing um you know church family grew up in that environment but it wasn't until i was i think i was 13 um 12 or 13 
when I decided to obey the gospel. And um, my it was at the Tulsa International Soul Winning Workshop. It's a, a thing that, uh, that the Church of Christ, uh, Churches of Christ put on for, for years and years. Um, and uh, my dad baptized me in front of about 10, 11,000, 12,000 people. Oh my goodness. Um, and, uh, acapella was at that thing every year and lots of different acapella groups. And it was always a big thing that I looked forward to every year, but that year in particular, um, I brought a friend of mine. Uh, he, my dad studied with his, did Bible studies with his family. And, okay. uh, so he got to go on the trip with us that year to Tulsa all the way from Indiana down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, uh, uh, he and I were, uh, I, I felt like I needed to study with him. And I think that went a little bit off of my dad's leading, uh, because he was studying with his family and he and I were just wandering around and, and, uh, you know, uh, going to all the, the booths and, and, and uh, looking at all the exhibitions and listening to all the acapella groups. And, and um, we had our Bibles and we just sat down and studied. And it, that was the first time that I read uh, when I was reading scripture, it, it no longer was just a study for him, but it was for me. And mm. I just kind of had a eureka moment, like, this is the, God's talking to me right now. And, uh, like, I, I need to be baptized. I need to, you know, say, God, um, I I'm yours. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, it, that was the, my first Eureka moment of, Hey, I'm lost. And Jesus is the only, only way God's the only one that can do anything about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't do anything on my own. It's, it's, you know, it's God. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I believed, you know, I believed in what I was reading and I responded to that. So along the, along the journey, are there any like pivotal moments along the way that you can, that, that are really stand out to you as being God moments where you've been uh, called to do something or that yeah. you were inspired to do something or you had a, a God idea? You know, there, there have been uh, many moments throughout my life, uh, whether it be touring on the road or, you know, home life or, or what have you, but that have been moments like that. Um, and there are a few that, that uh, stick out in my memory um, that were just like, there's no other explanation than this is God doing his thing. Um, and really it was the first uh, time after I graduated high school, first time touring on the road, I think with a uh, guy named Tim Tibbles. Um, we were both named Tim. The group's name was Timothy. <laughs> it was that before I got in the group. Um, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it worked out great. Uh, but we're on the road and we are driving, I think it was across uh, Montana in the middle of the night and we were getting low on gas. And uh, gas stations were few, open gas stations were few and far between. 
And I'm, I'm sure Tim remembers this, but we're cruising along, going up a, a an incline and ran out of gas and we're done. We're on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, great. And I just remember praying, you know, because I, we're out in the middle of nowhere, pitch black, middle of the night. Where in the world are we going to find gas, right? And the, all the stations we stopped at had, were closed. And so we're sitting going up, you know, going up this hill. We're stopped on the side of the road. And I'm just kind of praying in, in my own head, you know, God, please, please uh, help us out here because what do we do? <laughs> and uh, the craziest thing, this is in the middle of summer. Okay. Craziest thing was on uh, going eastbound on, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Going eastbound on the other side of the highway, opposite directions. Us, there was one of those big snow plows in the middle, like the, the highway, big highway snow plows in the middle of summer. Right. Oh, well, oh okay. Middle, middle yeah. of the night. Yeah, going down, you know, the other side, uh, or going the other direction. I'm like, what in the world? Well, he turned around and came and parked right in front of us. He's like, "Y'all all right?" We're like, uh, "We're out of gas." <laughs> he said, "All right, I'll I'll take somebody. We can go get a gas can, get you some gas." Oh so I went man, with him. I went oh, with him. And the crazy thing is, another crazy thing is. Right when we crested the top of the hill, there was a huge uh, truck stop that was open, like less than a mile away, wow. it was just over the top of the hill. And between uh, there and the, the gas station, I got to share my faith with this guy. And I don't know whatever came of that. I don't know whatever came of it, but uh, I feel like God put that guy there not just to take care of us, but to take care of him too. You know what I mean? Um, but that's just one of those moments. What a great, what a great story. That's a, that's still very vivid, very, very vivid in my memory. Yeah. How about uh, a faith challenge along the way or, or an unanswered prayer? Uh, do you have a a moment like that in your, in your journey? Well, um, the Bible talks about uh, being patient in affliction and I have asthma and I have come to really take that scripture to heart because having asthma and allergies and being a bass singer doesn't mix very well. No. Um, yeah. You know what I'm even going through right now, I, uh, it, it makes it very, very difficult to be able to be consistent on a regular basis and, and, and be able to do what I need to do with my voice when I need to do it. And so that's been a, a huge challenge um, in terms of, of uh, growing my patience. Uh, yeah, because I, I can get super frustrated if I'm trying to sing something and it's just not working. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm my biggest critic, you know, uh, I'm harder on myself than I'm sure anybody else would be as far as my voice goes. Um, 
you know, so it does get frustrating when, when my voice, uh, my asthma and allergies won't let me do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so we, we've kind of gone through the gamut of the kinds of music that you've done, but you really mm -hmm. haven't jumped into, um, contemporary Christian music. Uh, is that something that intrigues you or that you think might be a possibility or, or have you done it? And I just don't know about it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I haven't done any, anything that, uh, you know, would be on the, you know, Christian charts or, or anything like that per se, I've, other than being with the group acapella and, uh, rescue. Um, and then now, uh, working with East West collective, um, uh, but in terms of, you know, branching out and doing contemporary Christian, uh, you know, I haven't really looked at that direction per se um not that i'm closed to that uh but i uh am, am such a lover of the acapella uh genre you know acapella yeah. singing just all vocal um it's hard to imagine really doing anything other than that yeah. not that yeah, i wouldn't yeah. but but uh you know, I uh, just love the sound of the human voice and harmony. He captured my heart so long ago. He wants you to know him and love him. He'll show you how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nailed to a tree so that we could forever be free. You've done other things uh, with your voice besides singing. Uh, yeah. You've been a voice talent, right? Where you've done, have you have you ever uh, been asked to do like radio station imaging, uh, anything like that, or movie trailers or that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So I've I've done uh, some voiceover work. Uh, I've got a website for my voiceover, and I've done some things here and there. Uh, not uh, on really a full time basis <clears throat> with that. Uh, but yes, I would absolutely love, uh, to do some, uh, movie trailers, uh, you know, what a voice for uh, movie trailers. I mean, you're perfect <laughs> for that. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and it's, it's an art, it's an art form. Um, you know, somebody can have a, a low voice and great speaking voice, but it's a whole different ball of wax when you're, uh, trying to, uh, perform a voiceover, uh, be it a movie trailer uh, just a, a radio commercial, stereo, uh, uh, radio imaging, you know, whatever. Uh, it's an art form and yeah. it takes, takes a lot of practice and, and, you know, a lot of hard work to be able to deliver those lines like, like they're there's needed. A, there's that one guy that does these, the trailers. I mean, we've all heard him and it's in a world where, you know, he's got the big, yeah. beautiful resident yep. voice. Um, yep. but he I kind of granddaddy stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And that, that's what I would love to do. Uh, I've, I've got some, um, you know, examples of some movie trailer, uh, type voiceovers up on my website, but, um, 
I, yeah, I would, I would love to uh, be able to do that. So you went, you were, you were born in the South. You moved to the Midwest for the most part. Uh, right. Now you've somehow found your way to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yeah, uh, how yeah. is it that you came to uh, the Pacific Northwest? I was actually with uh, an, an acapella group originally uh, when I moved up here. Um, a guy that uh, sang with AVB uh, in the 80s um early 90s um he formed a group called freedom and uh we relocated from new kirk oklahoma up to Coeur d'Alene, and that's where i met my wife and oh. uh yeah and uh so then uh was uh december of 94 is when i went and sang with acapella i moved out to paris tennessee uh, and then we, she and I got married, uh, May of 95. Um, and then we, uh, ended up back in Coeur d'Alene, uh, December of that year. Um, and then moved here, there and everywhere. And when we moved away from Coeur d'Alene, uh, we both felt and wanted to end up back in Coeur d'Alene one day. And yeah. It, it ended up being way sooner than, than we ever imagined. And that was, that was another, uh, God thing. Um, uh, just the way that all happened, but, uh, we ended up, uh, coming back to Coeur d'Alene. It's where she grew up and, uh, she's got some family here and, and, uh, we thought, you know, let's, uh, let's just go back to court. We're really close. So let's just get back to Coeur d'Alene and kind of start all over. Our kids can grow up here and, it's, well, uh, well, yeah. It's, well, it's a piece of it's a piece of paradise. Let's face it. Oh, Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Idaho, is just it sure it's is. gorgeous. And you're out of the yeah. um, you're out of the big urban set centers, and you you know you've got great right. nature things there, and all of the all of that is going on in Coeur d'Alene for sure, right. including the big Coeur d'Alene Lake, which is gorgeous. So oh, it's beautiful. Uh, but I know you got to get scooting here. But I, before we let you go, a couple things I want to do is <clears> first <throat> of all, I want I want to uh, demonstrate to our podcast audience. Right. The lowest range that you can get to at this point. Uh, I know you've had some challenges with your voice here over the last week or so, but uh, give it all you got and let's hear the, the lowest the lowest voice you can give us. How about I sing Amazing Grace a little bit while I work? That would be I'd perfect. Sing it a little bit low. Um, all right. May not be as low as low as I can go, but uh, let's see. Amazing. Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Ah, nice. that one. is so cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's, uh, That's great. Whew. Nice it's, job. Uh, thank you, too. Super raspy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that man. was wonderful, though. And thank you so much for taking the time and, and talking with us. Is there anything we can do pleasure. to support you um, as uh, as an audience? Uh, I guess if we are, any of us have a uh, need of voice talent, we know where to go. Oh, to the, sure. What's your website address? It's uh, uh, TimStormsVO, as in voiceover, TimStormsVO.com. Okay. What well, else going, anything else going on that we can help support? So, um, can pray for you in any way? Yeah, yeah actually, uh, the work I'm doing with, uh, East West collective, 
um, the the proceeds from the the song with the MP3 sales uh, go to benefit charities in China and its uh, orphanages and things like that. Um, and we we take the the money and donate it to the charities, but then dump it back into reproducing more or producing more music. Uh, uh-huh. Just kind of a, a, a circle like that. And um, uh, it, it's going to a really good work and going to uh, producing Christian music uh, in Mandarin. We're also doing stuff in English as well, but, but a lot of it's in Mandarin. And so that's East West uh, collective that, that we're doing that with. So, and that's, is that a, a, again, uh, available on a website? Is there, is... yeah. Um, I think if, uh, if I remember right, I think it might be on uh, Apple music and Spotify. Um, we'll do, we'll do some research and we'll find it and we'll put it up on the screen yeah, yeah. and on an audio to let people know where they can uh, contribute in, in that regard as well. So For sure. And, and I think it's, uh, I don't remember if it's eastwestcollective.com or ewc.com. Um, but yeah, if you just search East West Collective, um, yeah. You'll find it. All right. Definitely Tim. appreciate the prayers as well. Thank you so much for taking the time today and to be with us and uh, best of everything to you and God bless you. That. We will um, hope we'll you follow too. your, we'll continue to follow your career and it's been great to get to know you a little bit. You too. It's a pleasure, Rick. Thank you so much. God bless you, man. Hey. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. I've got my headphones on, but hold, give me two seconds. I think my Bluetooth is not. Uh... All right. There you are, my friend. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Great to see you. I, you've got the very um, interesting lighting thing going on there with the dark background and the uh, lit up. I like it. (laughs) You must. You must be an old pro at this. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but it's a work in progress. (laughs) 
Where are you at your home now or where are you at? Yeah, I'm at my home. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've got so, a little studio set up at home. Nice. Uh, so be, before we get going, a couple of things I wanted to make sure I want to clear with you to make sure you're cool with. Sure. Um, one is um, I'm not, we didn't really talk about how comfortable you feel about talking, you know, maybe your personal stories, your personal Christian stories. Yeah. Um, how, how, how do you feel about that? I'm great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm fine to share testimony and, and, uh, you know, how I came to know the Lord and, and how it's been, you know, through music, you know, all these oh, years. Oh, perfect. And, yeah. That's yeah, perfect. Open. Okay. And then the other thing is, of course, probably every time you get an interview of some kind or another, they're, um, wanting you to do a demonstration of the, right. uh, the, the low end. And maybe I, I'd even love to do the octave range if you're cap uh, comfortable with that. You know, well, from... um, yeah, as, as far as the, <laughs> my voice the past couple of weeks has been just shot. Um, ah. right, right now it's, it's uh, kind of touch and go. I could probably do um, a little bit of a song, um, but as far as the like the whole range, um, the the bottom half of my range uh, you can't really hear, and the top half of my range you probably wouldn't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds like a broken saw blade or something. <laughs> okay, uh, but then what I would may want to do toward the end is because our 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 uh, show is called our podcast is called Amazing Greats which of course right, is a spinoff right. of Amazing Grace. So sure. um, maybe do a, a line or two of Amazing Grace. Don't want you to, you know, deal with the whole song, but just to give us a yeah, little, yeah. a sample of Amazing Grace. So yeah, that's the only other that. thing that, don't want to catch you off guard on anything and and, and make it awkward for you, so. For sure. And, and since it, this is a uh, podcast, so it's all audio, right? Or well, we do. We do throw it up on our, we have a YouTube channel as well. Right, right. So we do throw up the um, the video on YouTube okay. as well. For sure. But as you probably know, audio podcasts are really the real deal. You know, that's where people right. uh, really consume this kind of information more than on YouTube. But we For like sure. to do it on YouTube because people like to, especially we're talking to a unique and fun individuals. They like to see their face and uh, yeah. some will and <clears throat> some won't, so understandable so i guess that being the case would it be so if we do get to the song and i sing the song and uh my voice isn't cooperating is it possible to do another take of that and then you can edit that in sure yeah okay. absolutely all right, yeah. All right we can do that or we can just make fun of you because it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great too <laughs> that'd be awesome <clears throat> Uh, okay, so I'm in a roll here, and uh, we're just going to have fun with this. I, as far as timing-wise, we don't have any critical time posts to hit. Uh, my, right, right. my goal is usually around 30 to 40 minutes or something like that. Um, okay. And if it goes a little longer, it's okay. And if it goes a little shorter, it's okay. So that's the glory right, right. of podcasts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I know I, I do have to leave about 2.15 because um, gotcha. my uh, son has an appointment, but, um, just got to be aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. We'll, we'll, we'll cut you out of here by two fifteen for sure. All right. No, no worries. 
Uh, okay, I'm gonna, uh, it's recording now and I'm going to just um, act like we're just starting here and we have a little intro that I'm gonna respond to and then I'll jump right into saying hey to you and we'll go from there, all right? Sounds, sounds good.